0: Does everything have a bright side to it? Of course. It doesn't always outweigh the negatives, but everything has a bright side to it. This makes happiness a choice. And here we say that the discipline of being happy is the ultimate discipline. With that said, welcome to the Ultimate Discipline Podcast, where we meet with people who are practitioners of this exact discipline and we hear their cool stories of cultivating happiness through challenges in their life. I am your host, Sean Greenspan. Let's get to it. What's going on, man? How's it going? Dude, it's going really good, Sean. Really good. Look at that background.
1: Where are you? I'm actually in Nicaragua, Central America. You been here before? I have not. I have not. Uh, Tell me about it. And we got to get you down. Nicaragua, dude, it's absolutely beautiful. We're just above... Costa Rica, kind of reminds me of like the South, dude. It's a very little population, but uh, I mean, this is the middle of the city. And I don't know if you're listening to the podcast, you won't go see it, but this is, it's green, you know, it's green and beautiful and uh, one of the safer countries, but you know, we got a crazy politics and all kinds of fun, but
0: it's good. (laughs) Yeah. What are you from there? What brought you down there?
1: No, born and raised in Arkansas. Uh, but uh, my beautiful wife, who I met in college, is uh, Nicaragüense. And so we decided to move back here. And we've been here about nine years. And dude, just absolutely love it. This is home for us. So
0: that's awesome. I see some mountains in the background
1: land okay. of lakes, lakes and volcanoes. So everywhere you look, there's a volcano or a lake or, or something. So yeah. <laughs>
0: I'm gonna put on my list to to check out because I um I don't know, looks good. I have definitely heard some good things about it and uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be fun to it'll be fun be, to check out. If you're
1: ready. We you can stay at my beach house or or my house in Banawa, just let me know. We'll 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 have our team arrange it. So no worries. Oh,
0: I love it. Thank you so much for the offer. Well, dude, you said uh, have your team arrange it. For people that don't know, tell me a little bit about what you do because you've definitely inspired me, um, and I want to you know I want to share that with with everybody else. I appreciate that, man.
1: Um, So we got to have two sides of our business. Um, One, uh, we are located in Nicaragua, which is uh, in Central America, and uh, here in Nicaragua, it's a great country, but the average education is about the third grade, and we got a lot of political issues and problems, and it's very discouraging uh, for a lot of people, and so. The biggest part of our company, what we're focused on, is is creating stability in the world, and uh, how do we create stability in chaos and, and the VUCA and complexity around us. Uh, but on the back end, uh, which is really fun, we have about a hundred and actually the, continue that we have about one hundred and eighty full time team members in our our, our agency. Um, every single kid is on scholarship. We have a master's MBA in the States that every manager gets involved with. We are one of the highest paying, we're the highest average paycheck in the country um, of any company with above hundred employees. It's uh, you know, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Um, but on the front end, we're a digital marketing company. We're super innovative in the way that we have scaled. So we're actually one of the first digital marketing companies. Franchisors in the United States. So, what does that mean? That means we're going across the US, finding the best marketing companies there are, and merging them together, consolidating the fulfillment and the systems and the operations, giving the end client a local service, someone right there in their hometown, someone right there in their community. But yet, at the same time, all of the big aspects of a big firm QA, uh, training, development, uh, uh, education, yeah. you know, like all that type of stuff. And so uh, we're basically a, you know, a big marketing company trying to do
0: some, some good in the world. Uh, I, I love it. And, um, you know, I know, I think the first time we spoke, you, you kind of talked about it in reference to like the, the real estate shift, how everyone started doing their own thing in real estate. And now everyone's under, you know, and like they're running their own business, but like under an umbrella, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I think marketing is interesting in, in several formats. You know, it's it's a there's no barrier of entry. You could be a 12 year old in Malaysia and uh, and, and be crushing it. You could be anywhere in the world. There, there's you could be a fraud. You could be anything. You know, you can. It's easy to fake reviews. It's easy to get out there. In fact, every coach will teach you how to be, you know, way bigger than what uh, you really are. And so, so that becomes a lot of you know. On one hand, it's great because anyone can make it. On the other hand. Uh, it's it's uh, it's it's frustrating for the end client, and so so I think there's going to be a lot of changes over the next five years to the industry in terms of like certifications and what does it look like to get into the industry, and so so this is all in one side, and the other side, you know, I do think the marketing world is is similar to real estate, as you just said, you know, thirty five years ago, every realtor in the country was independent. You didn't need a job. You didn't need a, excuse me, a formal education. You didn't need any type of formal training or certification. Uh, you, you could just jump in. And, and if you communicated well, effectively, if you if you worked hard, if you hustled, you could do really, really well in real estate. And uh, mm-hmm. so a company by the name of Century 21 came along. And they had a very simple idea. They just looked out and they said, wow, it was thousands and thousands of realtors. But we all have our own websites. Like, what if we built one website that was just like the best website ever and we all split it? What if we got one set of technologies? What if we all aggregated ourselves together and increased our buying power, lowered costs and increased efficiencies? And that's what they did. And uh, very shortly after that, it was, it got very difficult to compete with them, which is why today, uh, well, when when was the last time you saw an independent realtor? Yeah. (laughs) Right. And so I I think digital marketing is going to follow that landscape with companies like myself you know, we launched our, we were the first one in the digital space. We launched in December of 2020. And, but since then, uh, there's been a couple of others trying to file FDDs. I think only one has been approved. And so you're, you're going to start seeing some more people, you know, come out of the woodworks to, to make it happen. I think so.
0: Yeah, for sure. Dude, you're that, that's very forward thinking, you know, like I I, I like, it's funny. Um, I was actually having a chat. I'm trying to start like an entrepreneurial group. Um, uh-huh. Just, I, again, one of those things that I find, um, I find that like, you know, and I, I don't even want to like exclude people that aren't entrepreneurs. I just find people that have like this spirit, right? Of like thinking in the future, thinking big, and then having the discipline and internal integrity to making it happen. Um, and, you know, that, that's, what, that's what I'm like, I'm hearing about the way that you, you thought about this. Like you just kind of like looked at this problem it really wasn't a problem for you, you if you had an agency. It's a problem for the end user, right? Because like I'll tell you, right, I, I obviously have an agency and one of the one of the hardest things is when I'm coming in is people say, Hey, I've been burned by 10 agencies. Like, you know, like how can you prove it? You know, and it's a, it, it it is tough because like I can show you case studies, give you references, whatever, but at the end of the day, like you you gotta take a risk, which um is interesting. So, but let's let's jump way back in the beginning. So you 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 answered the question about what you do by talking nothing about what you do and talking about your impact, and that's what I love. Um, I'll tell you, uh, I don't know. You know, you probably inspired this a little bit. I, I have some other people that are really mission-driven that I work with that inspired it too. Um, when someone asks me like what I do at my marketing agency, I try to say expand the impact of fitness and wellness companies. Um, and now if. Someone's like, cool, like, how do you do that? It's like, awesome. We, we run a digital marketing agency, and what we do is this, 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 and this, but that's not what we're here to do. Really, like, my, my like, story is that uh, I felt like I worked with a great company in Milwaukee Tools, learned a lot about marketing, didn't love the, the mission behind it, and was like, I want to do something that's like, you know, that like, feeds my soul a little bit more. And I didn't have a great idea, I didn't have a great product idea or business idea, but I was like, I know I could do marketing. And I know it can help, you know, brands that I like. So that's kind of how I got there. Uh, what, what makes you feel like you want to, like you're clearly like passionate and like you're proud of the fact that, that you're paying people, you know, high wages in the country and things like that. What makes you feel deep down that like, that's really something you're, you know, you you feel needed, like you need to do?
1: You know, I, th- I think that, um, there's many things there that have brought me up. Like, I mean, the way I was raised and all this good stuff. And, you know, I didn't always have the, the ability to I didn't grow up in a, in a home that was like super wealthy or anything like that. You know, we had, we definitely had to make a lot of sacrifices. And so, especially when I was younger and, and, you know, for me, you know, I think the world is changing a lot in terms of, of the ability for team members, right? Like what we, what is this right now? They call it the great, the great resignation, right? We've had, we've kept like 5% turnover. We don't lose clients. And the reason we, excuse me, don't lose team members. And the reason we don't is because my job, my job, my role at height is to find the best people I can to bring them on and to treat them the best I can. I want to give everything I can to my team. And I think this is where people mess up, you know, like a big trend right now is in our industry is you give me before I give you. Like you've heard of commission only salespeople, right? It's the epitome of it, right? All right, awesome. I want you to work hard. I want you to do everything you can. I want you to crush it. You need to be on time. You need to show up for meetings. You need to follow up. You need to do everything. And then if you, when you sell someone, then I I will give you money. Then I will give you a return, right? And so for us at Hyatt, what we do is, man, I want to give unconditionally everything I got. And the hope is that most people will reciprocate that. They want to give back. They want to hold true. They want to do everything, right? And this is how high has grown. So this year, we'll be in the top. It looks like we're going to be in like the top 650 fastest growing companies in the US. Top 650 fastest growing companies in the US. And that is with no investment, no investors, and no debt. Of the top 650, there's only about 50 of which who can say that as well. Right. Like we are one of the fastest growing companies in what we're doing. And we're doing it in a very safe way. In, In during COVID, we didn't cut one salary. We didn't fire one person. Right. Why is this? Well, it's because as an organization, we believe, and I mean we don't try to make people believe. We don't try to go out and show off believe. Like there's no articles about this stuff that was written, you know, in Forbes because we wanted to show the world. Like, like. We just naturally give everything we can. No, by the way, we only hire leaders that think that same way as well. It's twice now that I've given my head, my VP of product, he's my secondhand guy in the entire company, two times in his, since working for Hyde, two times have I given him a raise, a significant raise, and he's declined it. He's declined it so that his managers could get their raises, and then he, could, he, he would wait for his for six months or five months or three months until he could get his. Right. And so how do we create a culture of like really true servitude? I had someone the other day asking me because we've had literally billionaires in our offices, like studying like what we do here in Nicaragua. And I had one the other day, like, dude, man, how do I how do I convince my people I care about them? And I was like, that's an interesting question. And so I dig into it. I was like, all right, well, 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 what are you doing right now? And he's like, man, I mean, I mean, I'm doing like the normal stuff. Like, All right. Well, well, are you? you know, do you ever surprise them? Maybe with like, I don't know, free lunch or free dinner. Like, no, oh, no, that's a great idea. I was like, do you ever like, I don't know, like maybe an end of the year, like huge fanatic party. Like, I mean, over the top, like take them for some, like, do you give any type of extra benefits or extra retirement or like, are you, what are you doing to show like my wife, I'm married to her, but that's not how I show you. That's a piece of paper, right? Like I show her, I love her by, you know, buying her flowers, taking her out to eat, like doing stuff that's not in the contract of a marriage. What are you doing? Yeah step number one is to actually care. You know, if you actually care about someone, those things naturally happen. Right. And so for me and how we have won is we find leaders and managers. And the only way you're going to get promoted as a manager here is that you have unconditional, crazy love for human beings. And then through that, we end up hiring the best. I mean, a girl just reached out to me this morning from Oxford and she's like, you're the only company I'm applying to. I'm being super vulnerable. Like, like Oxford, she's getting her master's in Oxford. And like, where can I work? What position? I don't care. You know? And like, we get those every single day. I was talking to an employee yesterday for the first time and he came up to me. He's like, JC, I just, I just want you to know, like, I can't believe I'm sitting here talking. I was actually eating lunch with new hires and I can't believe I'm eating lunch with you, dude. Like I've dreamed, this is my fifth time to apply for height and I'm finally getting in. Right. And so by, by creating that rapport Now you get attraction. People want to work for you, you know, and now you can get the best talent. We get the best talent. When people stick around, we all know, dude, in this compounds in ridiculous ways, right? We all know that we learn through experience. All right. So with that methodology in line, right? It's not through education. It's not through training. It's through experience. Well, what's more valuable having team members that have been around for four years or having the smartest people that have been around for a year? No, like keeping team members is so critical to real, really having
0: substantial growth. I believe anyway. Right. So I'm talking Uh like people that know the company, like know the company, know the mission. And you were talking about, uh, I, I mean, obviously you need empowerment, right? You need people to make their own decisions. So that's critical, right? If, If someone's not there for a while and doesn't trust everything that you guys are doing and like, you know, You know, feels loyal to the brand, like they're not going to feel empowered to make their own decisions.
1: And when you start really believing this, now it becomes really interesting. And like, I get high off this stuff. Of like, dude, I I love the idea of going, man. I want to provide this benefit for my team, and people are like, that's Like, no, 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 no. Let's figure out how to do it. So, some of the things we're working on right now. We just signed a deal. Uh, We have a new facility. It's about ten. 0.73 0.73 million dollars facility that we're building it's literally a complex it's got a salon a barbershop it's got a huge gymnasium it's got five different restaurants plus a cafeteria it's got a coffee shop it's got like so many amenities 100 percent free just like google right it's gonna be the first of its kind in central america we we have right now we're working on a, a an agreement with a university in arkansas where every single child like imagine this Imagine if every single child at height, when they graduated high school, mom and dad didn't have to worry about college. We pay for it. As long as you've worked with height for five years, I will personally make sure that every single one of your kids gets an amazing education in the US. That would be back crazy. You think mom and dad's going you think, to, you think the wife is going to let her husband quit height?
0: <laughs>
1: you know what I mean? Like, do you think yeah. she's not going to push him to work his butt off for our company? Absolutely. Right. And so so when you start doing aggregation, right, or like we, we think we can send a thousand kids to school, to university over the next 10 years. Now I reach out to a university. I am like, I want to send a thousand kids to your school. What kind of deal can you work with me? And you get really good deals. Right. And so we're, how do we make these things happen? Right. And so um, it's you know, it's so intriguing what you can do in aggregation for your team and benefits and, and getting really fun and sexy. That would empower a culture of like, dude, I'm going to stick around you know the core thing for us and i know it's for you is happiness and i believe that we have four i've been studying happiness a lot lately and especially in the last mm. like what helps our team members become happy and i've asked this to everyone and you know one of them because we live in a country that has a lot of political issues like oh i believe that if we had a democracy we would be happier and i'm like that's interesting so who's the most democratic country in the world? Like maybe the U.S.? Probably, yeah. I mean, do you think they're happy? I don't think so. So I would argue that demo, like having a, a democracy doesn't make you happy. Well, oh, but, but wealth, you know, like we're the, one of the poorest company countries in the world. Like we have more wealth. Like, again, I, some of the wealthiest countries in the world aren't the happiest, right? Like And so we go through. I, yeah. think, I think there's four things. Number one is family being a part of a community is so critical. Now it can be your blood family or it can be a team, but being a part of a group of people, right? So at height, we do everything we can to create a family atmosphere. I literally, a daycare is across from my office that all the kids at height are in all the time, right? So how do we create a family atmosphere? Uh, number number two is faith in some way, shape, form, or fashion. Like you got to live life for someone else. And so how do we create opportunities for our company to serve the world around them so we do lots of fundraisers we do a lot of things where people can give and donut and then we get like look height was able to give this much money to someone i'll tell you a story we had a kid um this was a year ago now a kid a year ago and unfortunately well anyway i'll tell the story so uh, a kid a year ago he was at height for two months and this kid was just a terrible kid <laughs> like nice kid but just sucky worker very you know complained about everything, was a frustrated, he was just not a happy human being. And we let him go. Um, there's If you lie, cheat, steal, or you gossip are the, really the only ways to like really get kicked out or lazy. And, and we let him go. And I mean, he was pissed. He wrote an article on LinkedIn about it, about how like everything was fake. Like this company is all of this great stuff, but yet it's like, you know, whatever. He even went to the government and filed a complaint, you know, against us, right? Made up some whatever. Anyways. Six months later, six months later, he found out that he had cancer, like terminal terminal cancer. And he was trying to get this latest study, and he didn't know who to reach out to. And who do you think he reached out to? He reached out to our company. And he said, out of anyone, I know you guys will help. I got the message because I wasn't on my phone. It was a date night. It was a Friday night. I had a date night. I got on my phone at nine o'clock. He had messaged the, the company chat at six. Like he had had someone message the company chat at six o'clock. Nine o'clock by the time I messaged it, 100% of the funds that he wanted to raise was raised by our company alone, like no one else, just our team members going in, right? And so we do a lot of these things because, again, talking into faith and serving and like helping others. We have a full-time minister at height, like literally a full-time chaplain. Um, his office is just, just around the corner of mine, you know? So how do we spread this as much as possible? And then the, then the third thing is opportunity. And this is the one that, that I think covers a lot of different things. I think a lot of times people, they do care about education and man, I just want my kids to have a degree. Even if some of us don't, well, I think you should have the opportunity to do that. If you it enough, man, I just, I want to become super wealthy. I just love money so much. I love whatever, you know, like that's weird. I don't like it, but I think you should have the opportunity to get a good job and to and grow. Exactly. Yeah. Choice opportunity. So and so these three things is what we really try to provide within our organization to try to curate a culture of, of gratitude, of thankfulness, of, you know, like we, we want to be a part of this. And um, and then all of this curates the idea that if we do this, they will do it for our clients, right? My job as the CEO is not to take care of our clients, it's to take care of our people, of our team, and to make sure that we are there with any need they could possibly want,
0: you know, and so... Happiness. It's fun. It's interesting. Yeah, man, and, and the, I, those are. You know, it's funny when people break happiness down. Uh, you're you're someone that looks at it like me. I uh, I kind of try to break it down too, which almost like on the source level seems a little counterintuitive, right? It's like no, it's something that you just naturally feel. But I love I love thinking about it and family, faith, and opportunity. I mean, those are those are really, really good things, right? We know what that inner feeling is like when you feel like you are a part of a community um, or a family, right? And there's a there's a greater good and you have support and you can give support. You know, faith Faith kind of goes back to that first question I asked about, you know, there's clearly, you're clearly trying to leave a legacy with the work that you're doing, right? And, you know, it's, it's I think it's important for others. And then opportunity, right? You never want to feel stuck, like you only have one route, even if it's not, you know, it's, it's, it doesn't have to necessarily be that you understand your exact route moving forward, but you need to have choices around that. Um, I know that, that that's cool. You said you're studying happiness. What does studying look like to you? Because um, it's funny, I'm actually I'm actually writing a chapter in my book called uh, Practitioner Versus the Student. And I feel like I'm a practitioner. I feel like sometimes that used to make me feel like a fraud. Um, now I realize that's the way I learn. Right. You know, for me, like if I want to learn something, I just go do it, you know, uh, even, even something simple like um, rock climbing. I, mean, I just started rock climbing recently. And the the way I got into you know, like I, I literally started Googling it and just shut it down. I'm like, what are you doing? Go rock climb. Go just go to an indoor gym where it's safe. Start climbing, start talking to people, watch other people climb, you know, and stuff like that. So when you say studying happiness, what does that look like to you? Mm. Yeah,
1: good question. So for me, it's all about communicating and talking with people, right? And so talking with my team and trying to find trends and ideas. And, and, and by the way, these, these three pillars that I have, they're, they're empowerments. They're not, you know, formulas, right? And so what I mean by that is like, they empower you to be more happy. They are not, if you do this, you will be happy, right? And so there's a very big difference here. And so, and then I have a, I have a coach. I actually have a coach that literally her entire company is based on happiness and they go to like the world happiness summit and they do uh, like,
0: she's just
1: very, very, very involved. It's a woman here in, in Nicaragua. So oh, okay. i will happy to introduce you if, you if you'd like. Veronica is her name. And, um, and so there's also, uh, I have another mentor that owns a big company that he is the chief happiness officer. And, and like, that's what his title is. And he's very aligned with us in terms of like, how do we curate, Uh, uh, happiness. And, And the interesting thing here is that, you know, I don't love, I don't do extra, you know, like I don't do extra things for my wife so that I get laid more. I don't know if I can say that. Sorry. You know, like, but that's definitely a benefit, right? Like, it's definitely like, I'm not, it's not that I'm not aware that these things happen. Right. So it's the same thing with a company. Like, like it's not that I love people and I serve them so that it is an ROI on my company, but guys, it is a huge ROI on your company to love and to serve your people. Like it is going to, you're going to, you're going to get laid a lot more if you're really nice to your wife and you buy her flowers (laughs) more often. you do more crazy things, you surprise her more. Like, like you, we get what we, you, 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 you reap what you sow. And so, you know, and so it's not that I'm doing it. um, It's not that I'm doing it. uh, You know, I think someone mentioned the other day, actually it was my, it's my, it's my wife. Right. Um, you, You know, we give, uh, expecting to receive. Right. So the other day she had just mentioned, she's like, man, I feel like we've helped that couple out so much and they just have no gratitude. You know, they, they're just so da da da." I'm like, babe, if you were really giving unconditionally, you wouldn't even be thinking about how much they liked us back, you know, like just, yep. just give unconditionally. Right. And so, <clears throat> but that does not mean that we're not aware. And so, so, um, and I will say an opposite of this. I have friends that, um, that are good friends that I love and respect and like, we are very close, but are the complete opposite of me. They don't care. Like they're just straight business, right? Like this is a transaction. Like they're just like, they're just not, they've been burned so many times in their life or whatever. And that is okay too. just own it. And they do. They're like, dude, Steve jobs was one of those guys, right? Like Steve jobs was known as like, dude, if you're going to be on my team and you're going to be on it. the Mac deal, you're going to be the best of the best, or you can get that junk out
0: of here right and yeah. i don't give
1: like he didn't care but the engineers knew that that's what they were signing up for like
0: yeah he, he I was, was raw right? I was,
1: he was raw right and so it but it wasn't really a loving caring environment it was we're creating the best technology in the world and do you want to be on that right and there's people i have a couple of friends again like you know like you're again they, they're, they're, they're sales people they want to make more money than anyone if you go work from them you will make more money than anyone because they pay, that's their love language, that's how they share is dollar bills. And like, you will, but again, what is your expectation? What do you want, right? And so just owning who you really naturally are and then expanding that and then finding a team that
0: react to that, right? Yeah, I, 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 really, I really like the concept of giving unconditionally. Have you read Gary V's book? Uh, it's like called 12 and a Half. Yeah, 12 and a Half. Have you read that by Gary V?
1: I have. Yeah.
0: I I picked it up yesterday morning and he literally started with a very similar story all about like giving, giving, giving. And it's funny because so I picked it up yesterday, right in the morning. And uh, <clears throat> TRX is a company, they make fitness equipment. Um, I'm trying to do some marketing with them. And I, I, uh, I sent an email to the owner and I basically said, Hey, you know, like This is why, like you know, I like your brain. He actually got back to me. He said, "Like awesome, like we're work, we're good on like the marketing front." So, my my thought was to like push right that, and because uh, this this um honestly, like this is definitely a weakness for me. Um, that my my internal compass pushes me towards like business, 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 and I I understand the concept of giving value, and in my heart, that's that's my number one goal for two thousand twenty two is to give unconditionally. I don't give a fuck if people want to, you know, whatever. I don't care if they they how they receive it. I'm going to give and see what and like yeah, everyone says give and I know that's good in my heart. It's like I want the world to prove me wrong. So, right? So like I, I so I sent him an email I said, "Randy, of course I want to work with you guys. You got a great big big brand. Actually, this is the reason I reached out." And it was a long email I ever wrote. It was 21 paragraphs. I can't believe he read it. And it was basically a step-by-step guide of why I know they're missing one little thing in their marketing funnel and word for word, how I would do it. And I said, you know, I hope this works for you, right? Run with it. Like, you know, I love their brand. I buy all their stuff. I, you know, I, I live nomadically. So I lived in like Airbnbs. So like I need in-home equipment. I use their stuff all the time. They're a great brand. I want them to succeed. And the response was like, the response was like, let, you know, this is awesome. Let's set up a call. And again, like you said, like, I really, it was genuine interest and it was, it was just good timing. I read that Gary V book. I'm like, you know what, what, what am I like? He, you know, he's started this huge company. He can find this information I have. It's not like I'm the holder of this information. Right. But let me give it to him. Let me just serve it to him on a platter and hopefully his team can run with it and be better and whatever, you know, either it'll, it'll turn something for me or not. And like you said, you know, I, I'm starting to realize, like, you know, hey, you can give unconditionally and be aware of the benefits. You know, that's that's yeah. really, that's really beautiful. I like the way that you said you're telling your wife, like, you shouldn't even think, like, what am I going to get in return? And it is, um, it's hard. It's like against us, nat, you know, our our natural instincts, right? But well, some for some of us, but that's 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 really awesome. Yeah, bro, love that. Sorry, yeah. You mentioned you mentioned that you have a coach. You mentioned they have a mentor. Talk to me about that. Uh, do you feel like you know in the in the realm of happiness, right? Um, do you do you feel like they they give you you know confidence and good sense of direction, or kind of how how do you how do they support your your lifestyle?
1: So uh, I got a couple of mentors um, that I don't pay, and then I've got a coach full time. Actually, we actually hired him he coached me for five months and then I hired him full-time to be a head of leadership development at height. And, uh, and that's all he does is develop and coach our (laughs) leaders. And he also works in our inner circles and our our communities that we have. And, and uh, you know, I, I think for me, you know, um, it's an interesting question. I, I think for me, it's, it's about like, just through trial and error, trial and error, and trial and error, I have found what makes me happy. And I'm really like stuck on that. I don't get, like my wife and I have one car, a pretty basic house. We do have a very nice beach house, but like other than that, like we're super basic, right? This doesn't, we, we know what makes us happy and we're aware of it. I think so many people are not aware of what really makes them happy. So for us serving people and seeing that smile, like getting the message from mom and dad saying like, dude, I am so excited to be here. I finally am able to get my kids into a better school. Like those type of things are like, they like feed my soul, you know? And I think so many people are like looking at Lamborghinis or whatever. And like, it's because someone else thinks they're, I mean, like, if you just looked at a naked eye, right. It's like, I don't know. We just, we talked to a human being that had never seen anything in their world. And I looked at it and I showed them a Lamborghini and I showed them a toy. Like there's no difference, you know, like there's not a real difference, you know? And so, it's just intriguing to me. And I think if people really just looked into their lives, you know, and, and we do this every day, it's so hard. You know, every single person in here would say that their family and their kids mean more to them than anything. But yet, every single person in here would say that 5% of their time is spent with their kids. That does not make sense to me. It doesn't make sense. And so, if, if and so, how do we as a, as a human being, we don't have a, uh, we don't have any self control around these things, right? Even myself included, right? Um, we don't, um, uh, you know, you look at the gym or anything like this, you know, like you just, you don't want to, you know, the, the yeah. desires go above what we, what we need. So.
0: Yeah. D- desires. Right. A lot of that happens uncon- um, subconsciously. And that's the thing, you know, you, you were talking about ownership before. <clears throat> I think people need to take ownership that they don't align their time with their values. Like you were kind of saying, and like you said, it's desires. It's happening un like unconsciously. It's not like people are maliciously saying, "Hey, I'm not spending time with their kids." It's oh, they're getting caught up with emails at work and getting on the phone and yeah. watching Netflix or what, scrolling on social media, yeah, right? Yeah. They're not saying they're not saying. You know what? The next twenty minutes are going to be spent on social media. I don't want to do it with my kids. It's not, no, they just start looking, scrolling. They're like, "Oh shit!" Twenty minutes went by, and their kid was staring at a TV. They're staring at a phone. So, you know, that, that's, uh, that's interesting. And it's cool to hear that you got, uh, you got quiet in your head and you found what works for you and what makes you happy. And then, you you know, you made that happen. So, you know, that, that's, that's definitely an inspiration, something that, uh, I'm going to take with me. Good stuff, man. It's good stuff. Yeah, man. Well, Hey, I, I want just to thank you for taking the time. You know, I know it's a, it's a holiday and I appreciate you, uh, you know, taking the time to connect with me, and hopefully, you'll get some time with the family. You know, today maybe cut the work day a little short. And, that's what's uh, happened. Yep. Good. I, I love it. Are, do you? But you bike to work? Is that a bike behind you? Uh, no, that's a that's a more of a fancy bike. Google
1: Google gave me a bike, so I ride it around the office, and uh, <laughs> yeah, but I
0: don't ride it home for sure. <laughs> <laughs> nah. um, well, cool. Thank you so much. You know, for hopping on, and I, I yeah, really shy. appreciate it. Any way can help you. Thank you. And I hope we could stay in touch. Yeah, brother.
1: Awesome. Reach out anytime.
0: Thanks. See ya.